Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going swell. Uh, you know, Freddie Mercury said it best, easy come, easy go. And that's the season of the Dynasty Fantasy Football season. We got one game left. It's not go- It's not gone yet. Uno. What's it? How do you say game in Spanish? I don't know. Hands all, up. Don't know. <laughs> all I remember is like Biblioteca. That's all I remember. <laughs> I remember I think my Spanish, a library. I'm my pretty Spanish, sure. My Spanish teacher, no chicle. Chicle, adios. It means no gum. <laughs> Get your, <laughs> ah, chicle, yeah. Chiclets. Okay. That was it. I basically fell asleep after that. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Lee Nutty. <laughs> I just remember being like really into like Snoop Dogg and just asking my my uh, teacher had to say for shizzle in Spanish. <laughs> Did she tell you? She said, she said, she's like, what does that even mean? She's like, for shizzle. For shizzle. It's, it's, it's Spanish. I was like, it's kind of like for sure. <laughs> and she's like, Sierto. So then I just said that all the time. <laughs> How do you say my name in Spanish? <laughs> Richard. Oh, man. Uh, you would be Ricardo, sir. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, it'd still be Richard, though. My name was Chalupa. Funny story. Chalupa. Uh, <laughs> we got the bigger own names. My uh, Mateo. I mean, I, mine was given to me. Yeah, I just love talking. One of our yeah. one of our best friends. And if you ever, if you've been listening to Dynasty Nerds literally since the very first episode, you'd heard his voice. His name is Juan. He's Dynasty, been, Dynasty Juan. Dynasty Juan. He was in our. Uh, he's a member of the original Dynasty League. And funny story about Juan is his name is Juan Hernandez. His name is Juan Hernandez. His dad is from Spain. Straight, straight from Spain. His mom is a Spanish teacher. No, she speaks Spanish fluently. But she, she speaks Spanish speech, but she taught Spanish in Spain, right? She taught English to Spanish. Yes. That's it. Yeah, she, she taught English to Spaniards. Yes. Okay. His dad could barely speak English. His, right? his first language and all his younger brother's first language was Spanish. Spanish. That's all they spoke in the house. Okay. Juan can't speak a lick of Spanish. Failed Spanish twice. How? Failed it twice. How? In high school. Well, you know, education, you know, tells you how smart my buddy Juan is. <laughs> Twice, and and he find out, and he finds out, and he finds out the fuck the fuck of this is. <laughs> no, no, his real name. His real name's John. His real name's John. <laughs> it's not he even found one. out when he's in high school. He's not even one. <laughs> his dad, John. His name. His dad. So call him John. Calls him Juan. So he's Juan Hernandez. Finally got to look at that birth certificate. So he didn't even know. Yeah. They never told him. Never told him. They just let it go. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? That's yeah, amazing. So, but we're not here talking about Juan or John. We're here talking Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's the last week of the season, yeah. last week to get out those trades. So, like, I don't know how you guys, well, you, I mean, all your leagues. I don't know how you run all <laughs> your leagues. Um, like, our tra- like, we don't believe in trade deadlines, right? Like, we say um, all we have, our, our trade deadline essentially is for only playoff teams mm-hmm. that are in the playoffs. Everything else is fair game. So you're not allowed to make trades during the playoffs. So there's no trade deadline except for that period. Uh, I have three, four leagues that are that way where we still haven't hit our trade deadline yet. It won't be told till the playoffs start. I've gotten most of the other leagues to push it back at least until like week 12 or so. So none of them are like where it used to be, where it was like week eight, week nine. I think all of mine are later. But I, yeah, I still have three or four leagues that that 
the trade that the one league that we don't we that we're not part of like being the commissioners or we didn't run or anything like that there's a trade that on that and i didn't realize that it already happened i went to go try to make a trade today and it it wouldn't let me smash mouth yeah yeah it it, it, it stinks because for a lot of dynasty leagues you don't even know if you're really in it until like now like in our original dynasty league if you're a fringe team there is six of us essentially five of us are seven and five yeah. Like yeah, there are. we all have the exact same record. Cause they're like the bottom of the teams are rebuilding. Like those bottom four teams are all really bad. By, by the way, that smash mouth league is very similar to that where there's a big chunk of people. So I was trying to figure out who I, who would even want to trade with me um, like for the past couple of weeks. And, and, and it hasn't materialized who's, who's in the playoffs yet. And bam, now the trade deadline's passed and I, I got no one to trade with. It's hard to give up yeah. your first when you don't even know if you're going to make the play, right? Like, Oh, this should be one five, one six. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big difference in one nine. Well, yeah. I, I in that league particular, I, I'm far and away the like the best team. I knew I was going to make eh, the playoffs. He's the best team. I wouldn't say far and away. This isn't Tom Cruise movie. About two hundred point lead on everybody, and, and I've only lost twice this week, being eh, one of the weeks. It's a little facetious when Cortland Sutton gave nothing. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> which is why I was trying to trade because I thought maybe I could use another wide receiver. I had Cooper Cup. He went down. I was kind of trying to get by until Mike Williams came back. Mike Williams still not back. Yeah. So I was going to make a trade. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Doesn't sound like it's the best thing so to me. So the trade deadline. Oh, you know, now the trade deadline's passed. I can't make any trades. I'm screwed. Doesn't have Cooper so, Cup. Doesn't have Mike Williams. Doesn't have Cortland Sun. Doesn't sound like the best team to me. <laughs> Doesn't sound better than my team, but okay. I mean, I still have Justin Jefferson and Terry McLaurin over there. I had to bring up George Pickens to kind of play him this Supplement. week. Yeah, but we'll see. Cross your fingers, I guess. You never know. It's, it's maybe maybe his complaining will work and he'll get thrown the ball. But, yeah, I mean, it, it hurts because now you want to make a move and you can't. So I always right. recommend trade in just for the playoffs. That was my point. That was yeah. going to be my point. Th- that The trade deadline should be right up to the end of it. In the league that I'm 7-5 and five in, and I lost by point eight points this week because I was at my son's basketball game, and I never took Joe Mixon out and put instead of Samaj P. Ryan in because I didn't have service to my phone because that's what happens, and I lose by point eight points by that Mike Evans catch. Thanks, Mark Ingram, for not uh, getting that first down. Ooh, I was on the opposite end of that, so it worked out. So... Um, <laughs> I made a move today. I have a very solid team, and I was like, I just need one more. Like, I need to. Have, I have a, my flex player was um, either Michael Carter or Robert Woods. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, no good. The rest yeah. of the team solid. Yeah. I went out today and uh, traded for Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. Gave up my twenty three first. Gave mm-hmm. up two four, and I got a third and a fourth back as well. So. It's a contender move right there. It's a Big contender time. move all day, and yep. those are the moves you got to make. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't love it. To be honest with you, I know it's fair. Mm-hmm. I still didn't love giving that high second as well. Sure. But if I win a ship, it's all worth it. So of course, absolutely. If you don't make the playoffs, it won't be. Uh, That'll hurt. <laughs> if, it, if I don't make the playoffs, you might not hear me on this podcast next week. Um, <laughs> I'd be crying a week of mourning. Yes, <laughs> I'm telling you. My so our original <laughs> league is going on what like almost it's gonna be like 18, 19 years after this year, um, and I just had the worst luck in that league. Like if anything can happen. It will happen. I'm with you. Whatever weird like thing that. can happen, it will happen. I mean, I've lost things to Marcus Colson because he was a tight end and he was, sure. wasn't really tight end. I've lost. I've come in second place more times than I like to share. I've missed playoffs or well, lost that, games for you, weird things. You lost weird. in the championship because of an extra point missed, right? I lost in a championship because of an extra point missed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, my home league is much that way. I've gotten second more times than, than I can think of. I past like five years in a row, I've either been in first place or had the most points. So like always a good team, never won it. I lost 
a, a ship on a stack correction. I've like, oh, it's brutal. been a stack correction. A stack. So I had one for two or three days. Oh, thought I had gosh. one already took the money and everything. Oh, had to like give the money back. <laughs> oh yeah. That's brutal. Oh yeah. It was, it was rough. That's my home league. And they're like, Garrett, don't you do, you do a podcast, right? I'm like, yeah, like, you haven't won, right? <laughs> Screw you guys. That's, that's the best part. Like, you're an analyst, right? Right. Like, uh-huh. And they're like, but you haven't won. I'm like, and that just goes to show you how much luck it takes to win, you nerd. <laughs> it was like, regular season, skill, playoffs, luck. The worst run I yeah. saw of that was my cousin, Sean, uh-huh. uh, in our home league. Went to the championship game five years in a row. Oh, he was the Buffalo Bills. The Bills. Boy, I love losing fantasy football championships. And <laughs> that's what he named himself yeah. after a while. <laughs> Lost, lost every game either by a point, one point, in a or tied and lost a tiebreaker. It was brutal. Five years straight. Ugh. Didn't win a single thing. That's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So now we call him Sandpaper. <laughs> so let's get in our show. Uh, before we do though, I got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Yes, your fantasy season may be coming to an end, but that doesn't mean you have to get stop getting on action. And Prize Picks is the best legal way. To play player props. You pick two to five players and an over under on your projections, and you can win up to 10 times their entry. And what's really cool right now, we're doing on Dynasty Nerds Twitter at Dynasty Nerds, is we've been doing some really good promos where if you're on there and we're posting our prize pick bet, bets for um, our writers and whatnot, and if you, if, I don't know the exact way they're doing the rules, but if you get on that, either we'll give you $50. If you win, like whatever they like, in prize picks, funds. prize picks funds, yep. or if you don't, if you can't use prize picks. So our biggest thing here is like we understand, like prize picks is legal in nineteen like, states. Yeah. January first, Ohio will be uh, a, a legal, legal betting uh, state. We'll have to see how, long we'll see how it comes to here. Yeah. Um. So it, it gives you an opportunity to get involved on yep. prize picks. Follow at Dynasty Nerds. I know we're giving away some uh, Dynasty Nerd shirts. I know this off season we're going to do a lot of promotion for giving away like gear and merch as well. Sure. We're going to try to make this a re- like the number one off season. Once this 2.0 dynasty GM 2.0 come yes. comes out, we're going to do a lot of celebrating here, uh, which will be at the end of the month. So prize picks. That's what it is, man. You go on there. They have all these different sports you can pick from, from NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, all that mix them together, pick the over under. It's just you versus the computer. And you go up to 10 times your entry. All you have to do to support us and the site is make sure you use that promo code nerds. They'll match your deposit up to hundred bucks instantly. So get on there, check it out, make it, make some action, follow us on Twitter and get on that way too. Before you, you know, once you sign up, use the promo code at nerds, but then follow us on Twitter to find new ways to get extra cash on there as well. Sure. And, and it's, you you have to pick two to six players and, and this week they're doing the layup, right? The freebie, Ooh, the Herbert, yeah. the Justin Herbert 0.5 yards passing. So I, I think that one's a, a slam dunk. So, I mean, if you're, if you don't like a lot of action, you just have to find one more. Just I mean, that's one. it. Just one more over under that you like and, and pick either over or under and you're good to go. And they do that a lot. They yeah. do it like once every couple weeks, the free right. play of like, oh yeah. Justin Herbert over half a passing yard, but he'll get hit. He'll get sacked the first uh, play, break fumble, that, break that and injury. Then, then, yeah, like Corlin Sun over 0.5 receptions. Ah, this is a gimme, right? Yeah, sure. Every other week, except for this past week yeah. when I lost by two points. Ugh. Cool. Speak. Cortland. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks man. I lost by 0.8 points. I forgot to put Smash JP Ryan. Yeah. That burns. I didn't forget. I was watching my son play basketball. That, that at least is a legitimate excuse. Cortland Sutton. No, he doesn't have a legitimate excuse. He's got a, what, a little boo-boo? Get out there and catch a pass, Cortland. <laughs> you know how much pain it dry, takes me to, like, when I'm watching the Browns play? And I got to hit pause because I got to watch 10-year-olds play basketball. 
10 year olds basketball is a hard thing to watch, man. Yeah. I mean, look at my son's pretty <laughs> sweet, but like besides that, the rest of these kids, I mean, come on, entertain me. <laughs> what are you doing down there? Bite an ankle. I mean, come on. <laughs> least, Dan least, Campbell when you need him. At least bite a kneecap. <laughs> I got to turn, turn my phone on airplane mode because I can't get any magical updates or texts or tweets and I'm right. behind and I, I can't see well how my fancy teams are doing, which is fine. I'm not a big fancy checker uh, throughout the games. You don't want to overcheck. No, I'm trying to get focused. I, I can games. be an overchecker. Yeah, you can be an overchecker. I be, if, I, if I'm honest. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Well, let's be it honest. Takes about, all the, uh, it takes all the joy out of it, overchecking. Sure. Because then I you're just nervous but all day. I can't, I can't help myself. Yeah. yeah. So I only I check try. when I see a big play on red zone. Like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins just had an 80-yard touchdown. And you're like, oh. I, wonder how I only check when now. I'm watching red zone and like three guys score within like two minutes. I'm like, ah, how did that affect all my fantasy scores? Let me check. But see, I, I should say this. I don't check the fantasy score as much as like, I'm the guy that's on the ESPN app checking all the box. Like I'm old school in it. Oh, yeah, like I like to see like, okay, he just got roughly eight points. He like, I like, even though I could, it does it all for me in the app. Sure. I like seeing it all. Like <laughs> I do that school. as well. You're I, like I rain like man. Yeah. <laughs> You're with all the stats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Numbers flying through there. Dude, I'm the same exact way. Yeah. I look at the, I look at ESPN and I'm looking at, cause I'm looking at, cause I, I want to see the target share too. Like, sure. You know what I mean? I don't see just like, Oh, one catch for, and I might've missed a couple yards. plays and yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Cause you know, red zone, you're only seeing sure. the big plays right. or touchdowns. So right. and you got to see chase Claypool and cause everybody else on a buy or hurt. And you're like zero points at half. And you're like, is this guy even playing? And you're like, Oh, he has three targets. That's good. <laughs> he is involved a little. Well, speaking of uh, pain and whatnot, let's talk about some injuries that happened this week, shall we? Yeah. Some... Lamar Jackson, PCL sprain. Yeah. Um, he's out probably, they say one to four weeks, but it's probably going to be at least two weeks. PCL sprain for a mobile quarterback. Not As good. a Browns fan, this is massively good news because we play him in two weeks. We do. On a Saturday. That is true. And, that's, and, then, and them and the Bengals are our toughest games. <clears> then we can win out. And then we can go to the Super Bowl and play Baker Mayfield and the Rams. Speaking of the Bengals, real quick, did you see the video of that that girl that got her wisdom teeth pulled? I I saw it. I meant to watch it. I never went there. I never Confessor, got a chance to watch. We'll watch it. We'll watch it between shows. It's fantastic. Right. Okay. Confessor, love for Joe Burrow or whatnot. Oh my gosh, she 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 talks about the Browns a little bit in there too. Does she? Yes. Oh, we gotta check it out. Oh yes, <laughs> it's fantastic. Dude, those those people that have never uh, tried any substances before in their life. And then they get morphine to get their teeth pulled. And then they have it on videotape talking. Oh, trippy. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. It's like they're in a whole different world. Yeah, it is. It's hilarious. It's yeah. very funny. So uh, Lamar Jackson can't do that. He'll probably get busted for PEDs and be hanging out with Will Fuller. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, they, they bring in Tyler Huntley. If Tyler Huntley is on your waiver wire, <clears throat> uh, you're in super flex. If you're non-super flex and maybe your quarterback is somebody that you don't overly love, Tyler Huntley is not a bad play. I mean, you could probably trade for Tyler Huntley for literally a six-round pick, right? Like, in, well, in a one QB league. Oh, in a one QB, absolutely, yeah. And he averages like 15 points per game when he plays. And last year, he did have like a crazy outburst. Of, he had like a 40-point game last year. Um, just due to, I think sure. he had a couple of rushing touchdowns and some rushing yards and it, stuff like that. So it's, it's within his realm of possibilities. For sure. It, it's just tough because this offense right now has been really bad. Horrible. I mean, even Lamar Jackson, that was something we didn't get to last week, but we were going to talk about like, how poor his performance had yeah. been outside of those first three or four games when Rashad Bateman was there. Not that Rashad Bateman was putting up ridiculous numbers, but I think it, it really opened things up. And once it's simply, you know, cause Hollywood's not there anymore either. It's, it's Mark Andrews. That's it. That's, it that's, you know, it's easy to key on when it's like in Dobbins is still not back yet either. And so the running situation, it's like, okay, is Lamar running the ball or is he throwing the ball to Mark Andrews? And that's, that's really it. It is. You're, you literally just 
nailed their offense. Yep. And, and teams are starting to take it away too. Mark, Mark, you know, his numbers have been kind of. Oh, it's been tough. Yeah. Going downhill. So he's been. Both tight end seasons were pretty tough. Except for brutal. Except for Kelsey. Who well, that's, he's, he's not a, a real person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's not he's, a real person. And the guy's 33 and he still holds first round pedigree. The trade for. Oh yeah. Like what? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he played till he was like 37. I wouldn't either. I have a person in our league and he's out of the playoffs and they're in the same league. And I was like, Hey, um, your team sucks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not making it. I'm not, he has like Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, whatever, and Travis Kelsey. And I was like, Hey, I'll give you my first and high second. And I'll give you like for like Nick Chubb and Kelsey, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And he's like, this is even close. And I'm like, yeah, I figured as much. I know, but it's like, not. It's really not. It's not. But then I'm it's looking at really I'm like, dude, man. but I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's a, th- and I, and I know it's not, but I'm like, no, I no, I originally, and I offered, I, I think I threw out two I offered first. him, I offered him a much better offer for those same two players. And he turned what, it down. What'd you offer? Don't you worry about it. Tell me in a Rick. And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, a 20, look at me. Offering a first and a high second, like I, I think I want to, I'd go high as like a 24 first two, so two firsts and a second. I was like, for a 28 year old running back and a 33 year old tight end, like what a world. What you know? a like, world. Like, is there any out of, outside of Superflex, have you ever heard of a player that is 33 years old that you'd pay a first for? That's not a quarterback no. outside of Superflex. No. No, but he's no. that much of a difference maker. He's, he's like, that much of a difference yeah. maker. It's I mean, up until this past or... week, he was. Why we talked about it? Wide receivers and tight ends combined, he was number two overall. Like the only person that was out of him was Stephon Diggs in points per game. Unbelievable. That was and and from a tight end situation, he was he was equal to Mark Andrews, who's the the next closest guy, and the number eight tight end combined. Yeah, just you know, throw both those guys in your lineup uh, instead of having Travis Kelsey. Wow. Yeah, I remember I remember in the show I said something. I had an inside source who was Travis Kelsey's roommate at the time. He's like, man, Travis is already getting his eighth surgery yeah i remember and, uh, this i remember this conversation on these this podcast yeah like six years ago yeah now this is like six years ago and i was on a podcast <laughs> hey i got an inside source um and you know they said travis get another surgery this off season on his foot you know like probably now's probably a good time to sell you know he is 27 <laughs> a little sniffing around 30 inch long yep yeah, he's he's only been the number one dot. He only was tight end one overall ever since. You know what I mean? Ever since five, five straight seasons took a year off last year, but he, but he's back. Thanks for the source <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Not all sources are good sources. Lesson uh, learned. So yeah. Uh, but there's really not much to do outside of like Huntley and one QB league. Super flex leagues. You'll probably have to overpay to get Huntley for like a short run. I mean, if you need a quarterback, you go out there and, tr- I mean, obviously even Lamar, this is a big blow. Cause if you, right. it, he's your starter, whether right. it be one QB or super flex. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. you got to get Huntley. Uh, maybe you could trade for Gino out there. You probably pick ba- Baker Wayfield off the waiver wire. He'll be the quarterback of the Rams maybe here soon. Heineke. Running for his life. You trade something for Heineke. Maybe who's the best bang for Gino would be your best bang for your buck. Bang for the buck. Probably, probably Gino. Cause he was, I don't know. His price is going up. Jared Goff. Goff's not bad. That's not a bad price. Still only like 28 years old too. Still got some longevity yeah. there. Yeah. I'm curious who would be more expensive between Gino and, and golf. Probably. That's a, that is a good. That question. is a good one. I'm going to put it on Twitter right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Who would you rather have dynasty golf or Gino? Ooh, right. Two G's. Look at that. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. They got all the G's. No wonder I can't pronounce them. <laughs> um, yeah. That's interesting. And it's funny. Cause we were talking about golf last week too, saying, yep. I just can't imagine even with the high pick taking a quarterback there. They should go defense and build around the defense. And then yep. I saw a beat reporter come out saying Jared Goff's not the problem. The offense, it, it got some solid pieces that 
Lions need to build on that defensive uh, side of the ball, which, I mean, they they have, if they can get the, that top pick, they have the top five pick they got in that trade with uh, Den, uh, the Rams, which right now is like third overall pick. Right. I mean, like another, like get Will Anderson. I mean, him and Aiden Hutchinson on the line go with that really good offensive line. That's a, that's a good trend right Yeah, there. you're starting to, you're starting to build Onyx. it the right way too. That's the way to do it. Yep. Um, Another injury out there, Kenneth Walker jammed his foot, foot sprain. He's probably out like a week, maybe two. Um, they're saying he like jammed his foot. Jam. That's such a weird way to describe it. That is very weird. Um, I've never heard it called that, but, you know, it's Pete Carroll. He probably <laughs> broke his foot. <laughs> they're calling it a foot jam. Uh, foot so. jam. He that stepped on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> so he jammed it? Well, yeah, I mean, it's broken, but it is jammed as well. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll see when they uh, actually start releasing some stuff. Jammed foot sounds kind of weird. Uh, but who who is like the next man up? Come on, oh, we all know who the next man up is. It's Travis Homer. You stop it. You shut your mouth. <laughs> DJ Dallas, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, fan of the Dynasty Nerd Show and uh, friend of the show, been on the show. He has, he yeah. has been on the show. Uh, great guy, but uh, yeah, he's in line to get a bulk of the carries. He's been basically the the RB two behind um, uh, Kenneth Walker all season. Right. As soon as Penny went down, he's kind of been the next man up. Third down work, that kind of stuff, and he's always contributed on special teams, returning punts and things like that. He's he's the next guy up. They did sign Wayne Goldman to the practice squad, so he might get called up, but he doesn't have familiarity with this offense, so it's it's purely just a depth move. So yeah, DJ would be the guy this week if you are you know as much as I love DJ, it is a, a desperation play. It's not somebody that I'm trying to to put out there. He's probably more in the low end RB two range. And at this point in the season, without knowing how that's going to be split up, it's, it's a risky move. So I, I can see why you, you'd call it a desperation move. So that is uh kind of how that's kind of how I see it as well. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah not a lot of running backs out there that they could <clears> make it like let me go to see what the the, the the price is on like a Jamal Williams. Sure. I mean running back help but banking now, on a touchdown there though. You're yeah. banking because now DeAndre slipped his back. He got saw the most Touches he got all season uh, mm-hmm. this past week, so he's back there. Uh, besides that, there's not really a lot of fl- Raheem Mostert. Looks like he got his job starting job back after this week, which makes sense. You know, Jeff Wilson is averaging like three yards per carry, and Mostert was banged up when mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson kind of got the lead there. So, like, I still said, I know he's a, a buy low f- before me earlier. You probably get Mostert for like a fourth, maybe a f- at this point of the year, like a fourth. Maybe a fifth. That's a good. That's a good option. I know we're we're talking quarterbacks, but right. now we're on running back here. I was trying to think of like running back help that would be cheap and affordable. Uh, outside Latavius of going like Murray Dalvin. would probably be pretty cheap still. He's cheap. Another one, third, fourth. Uh, what about uh, Zonovan? There, at, uh, he, the, his the price is going up. Yeah, uh, he's he's a guy that I would like to like if I have him, I want to sell because clearly it's he's not part of their future plans. No. They have their backfield of the future set up, so he's a he's a easy quit and uh, he's done well. Yeah, no nothing against him, but. He doesn't. He doesn't have a future there. No, so. he does not. Sleeper sell of the week, Zonovan Knight. If Zonovan you Knight. have him at all, and you don't need to start, if you have two starter running backs, you have him. Sell him. These are the Jeff Wilsons of the world. Mm-hmm. These guys that come along that look really good. And listen, he's averaging 15 points per game right. over the last two weeks. Uh, he's been fantastic. And on a points per game basis, like I have him on here. I, I was doing. I have some notes on here for earlier for something. I was going to points per game basis for some of these running backs. We're doing for a later topic. Mm-hmm. And Zonovan's obviously at the top because he's right. played two games, average of 15 points per game. But if you can get a third for Zonovan Knight, take that third and run. Like, Zonovan Knight's a really nice player, but they have Brees Hall. On the flip side, 
I do have Jeff Wilson. I started him last week on a playoff contending team, and I'm probably going to start Zahneman this week. Well, it's a good start. Yeah. They said he, he deserves more carries. Like, right. he deserves to play. So, he's so, gonna play so the on the season. converse, like, if you're, if you're looking for somebody to plug a hole um, on a temporary basis anyway, he might not be a bad player. He'd be a great – I mean, how, what's his cost? You said you saw his price go up on Zonovan. I mean, I can't imagine he costs more than a third. It's most get, of the ones I'm seeing on on the Dynasty Nerds, uh, the Dynasty GM trade browser here. Most of them are in the third round range. You see other packages like uh, Zonovan, uh, 25 second, and Josh Palmer for a, a 25 first. So, like, you have like some of these packages and things like that. Uh, but mostly, it's a third. You might even you might even be able to if it's a, a truly a contending team that you know you can butter them up and be like, bro, you're gonna win the league. You're gonna. It, that's basically going to be a third. Give me your second. It'll basically be a third. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> you might. People get desperate. Yeah. So Zonovan Knight falls in that category, and we say like the price of a third. And these are guys that you should be all dynasty players right now. So if this is your last week of the trade deadline, right? This is your trade deadline before in the playoffs. I've said this before, but another fresh reminder, this is the week that you should be looking at every team that you imagine that's not in the playoffs right now, that you think are not going to make the playoffs, they're clearly not in the playoffs. Look at every one of those rosters, identify some older players, players that could possibly help you out or have a path that, 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 for success and make offers to those players. From third picks, third round picks down, You're, you're hopefully you're having 312, hopefully, mm-hmm. but if it's 38 the 312, no big deal. No big deal. Yep. Not necessarily to start to have his depth. Just in case. To get you through this week. Right. To get you through week 14, 15, 16, and hopefully the 17. Just in case. I've made a couple trades actually with, with Jared Wackerly in the Dynasty Nerds Invitational. In first place, my team's crushing, doing great. And I've traded two thirds for Donta Foreman. And I traded something else earlier in the year for Raheem Mostert. I haven't played either one of those guys, but just in case depth pieces, yeah. I would. I don't. What am I going to do with those later on? Right. They're not going to do me much good. But if I get to the ship, or or maybe not even the ship, I get the first round of the playoffs, second round of the playoffs, and and Barkley goes down, or or Austin Eckler goes down, I could be hurting. So yep. I want to make sure I have those pieces. I see it every year in every league I'm in. A team gets complacent with their team because they think it's so good. They're standing on so good. And then comes a championship game and somebody's out. Um, we saw it with one of our good buddies in our old league. I think it was two years ago. His team was clearly the best team. Dominated the whole season. Gets to the championship game. His two running backs were Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. And they both missed that week 16. Which, which does happen. Happens a lot where it gets to the end of the season. That team's not competing anymore. Just get a little nicked up, and they're like, "Ad, we're out of the playoffs yep, let's anyway. Yep. Let's just rest them and, and get don't, into that off season." Don't buy, and that's where Deontay Foreman could be a massive win. That's where Zonovan Knight could be a massive win for you. And all you did was pay a third. Yep, that's it. And you won a championship before it. And it's so easy to get complacent. But every week we will have next week. I mean. We're talking about Kenneth Walker out this week, one to two weeks. We just talked about Lamar Jackson. We're not even through these. We're not even through the list here of other guys. There are significant players. Yeah. Next week we have another guy to talk about. A couple other guys to talk about. The week after that we have a couple more guys to talk about. Like it's every single week this happens, and you just hope that when you pull the trigger during that game of Russian roulette, it's not your guy on your roster. That's what it boils down to. So now Kenneth Walker's out for a couple of weeks. You know. So 
Use this week to look at the small trades. You know, we've talked about it. We talk, I'll bring this up every year. I do a podcast that everybody's out to make in Dynasty make the big trade, but not enough people focus on the small trades. Mm-hmm. And the small trades are, are literally just acquiring depth on your team for comfort, for the 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 stress relief of not having to worry if something happens. Now, does it hurt no matter what? Yeah, but like you have guys who come in out of a night that might average fifteen points per game. If, Samaj, if you have Joe Mixon and you don't have Samaj P. Ryan, you're making a drastic mistake because Samaj P. Ryan is a running back one every single time that Joe Mixon misses. Right. Like, I saw a tweet from McDowell today that like P. Ryan, over the last three weeks, his play has been a running back one all three weeks. And he's got just as many RB1 weeks now as like he did the whole list. It's all like studs. You know yeah. what I mean? So everybody has value. There's people like identify where that value is. Identify where that opportunity is. And is it acquirable from your roster? And I say third, but you can get guys for third, fourth. Some of these guys you'll be able to just get for a fifth round pick because they're out of the playoffs and they just want to pick and they know that guy's not even on there and they want to bring all their draft picks up anyways. Mm-hmm. So check the check, make sure you guys do that as dynasty owners. Jimmy G, another quarterback out. If you're in super flex, so you had Jimmy Garoppolo and Lamar Jackson, you're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he broke his foot. And the good news, it's not a list Frank broken foot. So it's actually, instead of being a year out, um, he's going to be out for about seven to eight weeks, which is great news for him. There, there's some conjecture that he might be back for playoffs. Yeah. Like NFL playoffs, which, um, which would make things very interesting. It absolutely NFC would. championship game. Right. Um, so Brock Purdy steps in there for him. The, uh, Mr. Relevant last pick of the NFL draft. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. Probably not good by the guess, but Kyle Shanahan's offense is, you know, he can make, can make bad friendly. players look decent. They, they, uh, especially quarterbacks for whatever reason. I mean, you've seen some of these other guys that, that he's kind of yeah. rolled through and, and just kind of won with that were, they looked like they were Nick Mullins, Nick and Mullins and Garoppolo's <laughs> Jimmy G's Trey Lance's the other Trey Lance's <laughs> the other guys still the, look like shady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and plus, I mean, he's got so many weapons that keep it, you know, Kittle Debo. I think that's what we need to talk McCaffrey. about. How, how does that affect these guys? I don't know that it drastically affects any of them. He he was he was targeting, you know, I only saw bits and pieces of that game, but when I did see it, he was targeting Debo pretty regularly. I would say the one guy that I would assume, and this is just an assumption yeah. based on style of play, Brock Purdy does not have a strong arm. That's never been something that's been part of his game. The one guy that does take a lot of bigger downfield places is Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. So if there was one player, I would think it would be him. But Jimmy G doesn't have the greatest arm ever either. It's not like he's got a cannon. So I think most of the pieces take maybe a 5 to 10% dip. You know who's going to be a home run hitter this stretch? Who? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. As long as Yeah, if anything, it, it maybe gave him a boost. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you can go out there and acquire him, if he's available in your league for at any, like at the price tag of first, a second, and two, first and two seconds, like... Christian McCaffrey is in a very good position here to carry you mm-hmm. the rest of the way. We saw last week uh, tons of targets, heavily involved. No more um, Elijah Mitchell. So right. look for that continue. B. Brock's pretty safety net here. Mm-hmm. With that defense, there'll be in a lot of games as well. So Christian McCaffrey has a chance to be on a points per game basis outside of quarterback, the highest scoring player for the rest of the season. So he's he's a great. Which you're Overpaid thrilled target. about because you were a little bit, or at least I should say, I was a little bit worried that with the knee stuff that, you know, they might scale back his workload. Well, now with Jimmy G out, they got to make sure they win enough games to get in the playoffs. Right. So now they, they kind of have to start that playoff push and that playoff usage a little bit earlier than they might have before. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait to see all play out. But, I mean, I think Debo's okay. Kittle's been down all year as it was, so it's mm-hmm. not like he, he anything you get from him, it's it's an up-and-down road. But I think McCaffrey's uh, going to be the biggest game. Obviously, more carries for Debo outside behind the backfield as well. Um, Aaron Jones hurt a shin. He's day-to-day, nothing crazy. Yep. Traylon Burks had a great touchdown catch. Great uh, catch, yeah. Hit his head. Now he's out with a concussion. Great catch, don't you think, Matt? Yeah, I absolutely do think it was. Stud. Um We'll see. <laughs> it was a nice catch, though. I have a tr- here, here, not this just reminded me because I, I was had, I was waiting, I was asking you guys off there and I just now forgot about it. Okay. Superflex league. Okay. Somebody offered me Trevor Lawrence. Okay. For Matt Stafford and Traylon Burks. Oh, all day I'll take uh, Trevor Lawrence side. Yep. All day, right? Yep. All day. Not even close. Yep. The other thing was, I don't have a lot of receivers. He's my youngest receiver, but yeah, all day. Oh, then flip one of the other quarterbacks you have if you have a plethora of quarterbacks now and get a, a young receiver. I forgot. I literally forgot. That Go trade. ahead and I, click that accept button. I right forgot here, about that trade <laughs> until you guys just said that because it's not like a, it's not like it's a best ball league. But yeah. Well, while, while you're doing that, uh, Tua also was a little banged up this week. Ankle injury. Not off, considered serious. Yeah, off game altogether. It Did was. you see any of that game? I, I saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch the entirety of the he game. He was inaccurate but, like throughout that game, which is not him at all. You know what I mean? Well, so, and it's also a very good San Francisco defense. And if there's anybody that that, <laughs> that knows uh, Mike McDaniels, it's... Oh, no, I missed a trade deadline. Sh- sh- no, you did it. Stop it. Are you serious? I'm mad at you right now. Was it this weekend? Like as soon as the games flipped over, you missed it? Once Monday night football was over. How can you even accept a game on the can you even accept trades during the like during games? I think you can. I just don't think they clear until they after clear. the games. Over. I'm running a stern message. You guys keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Write your message afterwards. We're in the middle of a show, Richard. Uh but yeah, so it, it was off game. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's gonna be two of the rest of the season. I think, I think it'll be just fine. It was a team that, that knew that offense well Mm -hmm. and was able to exploit it. But, but yeah, two seemed off that game for sure. I'm not sure how much the ankle had to do with it or didn't have to do with it. They were getting crushed and they brought in the back quarterback at some point too. So it's, I don't know. Uh, Cortland Sutton hamstring day to day. You already brought up your (laughs) frustrations uh, with Cortland Sutton. That offense is so bad. It's not like, Oh, next man up. No, just, just avoid it. Yeah. Just avoid all of it. It really Uh, is terrible. Speaking of avoiding Matthew Stafford, likely done for the season. Uh, kind of, yeah, especially with this other, this new latest news, huh? Yeah. Well, that, that does tie right into Baker Mayfield, uh, getting cut by Carolina, picked up on waivers by the Rams and once Rich is done writing his his response very to this league, yeah. very stern, uh, as as the former president of the Baker Mayfield fan club, uh, we'll get to hear from him. But Matt, how interesting is this for you, or is it just not at all? I mean, obviously, they've got a hole there for the rest of the season. So Baker Mayfield went from a guy that was riding the pine to at least potentially being a starter right. again. So, you know, as far as <clears throat> Superflex, you know, he might be... A, two QB league type of guy down the stretch, like in the playoffs, if you're super desperate, like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden. Um, So I think he's a guy that could be on the move in some leagues that are, that still have open trade deadlines that people aren't writing angry letters. (laughs) to commissioners about right now. Uh, (laughs) So how how likely is it that he's still on the roster for the Rams next year? Next year. Yeah. 
Oh, very, very small. Think very, very unlikely. Yeah. I mean, I think Stafford's going to be back. He's going to be healthy. Well, that is the one thing that I'm, that I am like slightly curious about is, is he healthy? Is, is he, do they know something we don't know? Right. Right. And, and you know, maybe it's a tinfoil hat type thing and, and conspiracy theory, but these older quarterbacks, sometimes these, these injuries just stack up and stack up right. and stack up and, they're just never themselves. Like, look at Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt sure. Ryan just doesn't look like himself anymore. He doesn't. But, um, but Baker Mayfield never looked like Matt Stafford. So <laughs> that's fair and true. Uh, all right. Uh, but enough of that. I, but there is some conjecture that I read today that I think makes some sense as well. There's some thought that if Baker Mayfield rides out the rest of this contract, then signs somewhere else, there could be a compensatory pick coming back to the Rams, which is another mm. reason they may have makes sense. Um, claimed him. On top of the fact that they don't have a quarterback for the rest of the season, that's kind of NFL worthy, I guess. Sure. So that's where I sit with him, uh, Richard. Rich. I'm just in a bad mood now. God, God I, I, I just wrote, I like, I loathe <laughs> the lines in season. It's just so dumb. <laughs> just get um, over it. Yeah, no, Baker Mayfield <laughs> to the Rams. I mean, somebody asked me, it's like, dude, he, he went from one bad situation to another. I, yeah. I know it's easy to say, well, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. When the, when the Rams, well, a team that doesn't have Aaron Donald, their offensive line is Terrible. just a, a mixed bowl of potpourri of poop. Uh, they have no running game. Their running backs are Kyron Williams and Cam Akers. And their wide their receivers? receivers are Ben Neck and Van Jefferson. They're literally good wide receiver threes. Mm-hmm. They're t- their number one weapon is Tyler Higby. So we expect Baylor, Baker Mayfield to go from an offense ahead, uh, you know, Dante Foreman, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall. And that no no again not <laughs> you, you said that like I should be impressed no 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 but DJ I was Moore for somebody they had DJ Moore <laughs> okay. I, I originally want to say Christian McCaffrey but uh, he's right, gone right. too you know I mean but he was there for a minute he, he was, was there for a minute he was um <laughs> no I expect Baker to be Mayfield to be running for his life um, <laughs> I help throwing interceptions throwing incomplete passes and. I mean, it sucks when you get in this kind of path because when nobody wants you, like you have very limited opportunity to go prove yourself right. to make yourself right. Like we knew that he wasn't going to go to Panthers and light up the Panthers. I mean, well, everybody else knew. Um, and like, I don't expect to go to the Rams to do anything. Like, I don't. What is he going to do there that nobody else could do? Like, yeah. Matt Stafford's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. The, the, he can do the only positive thing there is that he gets McVay as his coach. That's the only positive thing in all of it. Now, if he does look good there, <laughs> look, he's back. Now. He's back all of a sudden. <laughs> now. <laughs> For somebody who has <laughs> so many Baker Mayfield shares. You have a lot. So many. Like I went to work the other day and somebody's like, <laughs> he's back. They're like, this might have been today. It was either today or yesterday. And you're like, yeah, Baker Mayfield got cut, huh? And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, you're the big Baker guy, right? I'm like, yeah. They're like, don't you have a lot of Baker merchandise, like memorabilia? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do with it all? I'm like, sits over your shoulder like a little angel on your shoulder for me throughout the entire podcast. He's just plastered there on the wall. (laughs) Well, (laughs) little mini fat head up there. Yeah. I'm I'm actually going to bring him down so I can, like, see him on your shoulder. See him right right next to me. (laughs) When your franchise doesn't have a quarterback for 25 years and then you get one that wins a playoff game, it's easy to fall in love. Oh, I was in love during that playoff game. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's It's like you've never seen somebody. Of like the opposite sex or whatever, you know, whoever you're, you, whoever you're attracted to, whoever you're attracted to. And then like the very first time they come over and they kiss you and you're like, I love you. You're like, I love you too. (laughs) Like, just like that. You don't even know what love is. You're just like, I love you too. That's me. Those words make you stay. Yeah. I want to keep doing this. Playing Lisa Loeb in the background. (laughs) Oh, the good old days. 
the good old days. I got a new quarterback throwing footballs. <laughs> that was definitely a generational thing. I, say, I have no clue who that is. I was about to ask. You have no idea. I have Lisa no Lobis. clue. You know Lisa Lopez? No. You ever heard of her? <laughs> no. Oh, dude, when you're driving home, no. Google the acoustic no. version of Stay by Lisa Loeb. All right. You'll enjoy it. It's a good song. All right. I encourage the rest of you out there to do it as well. There oh, we go. Boy, here we go. Yeah. Very 90s. Very 90s. Very 90s. For a half second, I thought you said Lindsay Lohan. I was like, oh, I know, she, I know who she is. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about weird people on this show. Um, who, we're, we talk we're, about a lot of weird people. <laughs> yeah, really? We don't? We're that just, was a joke. That's where we're drawing the line? <laughs> <Yeah>. They're weird. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's where I draw the line, damn it. <laughs> She pretended to be a twin. It's messed up. Yeah, Parent Trap. I might. I don't think I've ever seen a Lindsay Lohan movie. Oh, it was like an iconic another movie generational for, thing. Yeah, for <laughs> the girls in my generation. No, I've seen Parent, the Trap. Parent Trap. I've seen the Parent Trap, like the original, the original one. one. Not the yeah, original. The, the Disney yeah. remake. Yeah, of not it the remake with in Lindsay 1996. Lohan. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever when seen I was Lindsay Lohan. Six. Movie. You're right. There's probably a lot of actors are like famous people that I have no idea like. Why yeah. they're famous? I mean, I just have no idea what they are. Yeah. You, you were six, and we were in high school. That's, that's the difference. <laughs> that's the difference. It is. Yeah, I'm doing keg stands, and you're sucking on your mom's. Not at six. Not at six. Oh, that that yeah. would be. Oh, weird. I thought you were a late sucker. <laughs> a late sucker. He's uh, he's sixty months <laughs> out there. That's that's five. Yeah. That's, that's five. You. <laughs> How old's that young lad? <laughs> When they can start asking for it, it's time <laughs> to cut them off. Mom, give me your boob. I shaved my mustache. You should be good this time. All right. Harold. Harold sounds like, Harold sounds like an old person. Fi- Doesn't yeah. matter how old they are. A, la- right. a late wiener offer of the, wiener of the boob. Offer. Yeah. It came out weird, man. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Who we love you off on, Jimmy G? Uh, I think we're done. No, we're actually done. We finished it without you while you're sending your... Oh, certainly my stern letter. letter. So we're on either uh, either on prediction strike or Darius. You do prediction strike. I'll see if I got an answer back. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the aforementioned prediction strike, fantastic app, fantastic website. What you get to do is you get to get on their platform. And you look for players just like you would in a stock market. Players that you think maybe have a little bit of a depressed value, but you think. Oh, the, the future looks bright. I'm going to, I'm going to acquire some shares of this player or players that are worth a lot right now. They're like, the bottom is about to fall out. Right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting these guys right now. Stafford. Get away from that. Get, yeah. Don't buy Matt Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> give me all the Matt Stafford. Uh, give me Baker Mayfield. Uh, no, you, you want to go there. You want to find a lot of these guys that we talk about in our buy sell episodes, mm-hmm. or when we start doing these rookie episodes, those are the types of players that you want to look at. Predictionstrike.com. You go there, use the promo code Dynasty, and you will get a free share, absolutely free share of a player on Predictionstrike.com. Use promo code Dynasty today. Go get right now. Go get Javante Williams. Somebody else tried to accept the right? same trade. Did they really? There's another Trevor Lawrence. He's like, I tried to do the same thing. I couldn't get it through. He's like, no need to apologize to the person who sent the trade out. I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say, man. Jason, listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Apologize. No, uh, no, there is a need for an apology. All right. So I'm doing my own fancy stuff. I mean, dude, this is it. Last week, trade line. There's no time. No. There's no time to be messing around. You we got a podcast to do. I got to make moves. Right now. Because if you don't. Do I look like a cat one, boy? It's the one <laughs> people that, that procrastinate that get passed by. That stay stagnant. That's so right. I waited to talk to you guys about this trade because I forgot about it, to be honest with you. Uh, Pass you by. I don't have Trevor Lawrence. Right. I got Matt Stafford. 
That's no it's, good. It's only super flex, so no, it's not like it's a big deal. No, not a big deal at all. <laughs> yeah, kick trailer at least. Testes. All right. Do you like? Let's go do a let's which, go do, which you like, <laughs> which you're into. <laughs> That's your thing. Darius <laughs> right, uh, Slayton. Let's hear it. Darius Slayton. Uh a guy that uh I have loved for a long time and uh looked really smart for loving him for a while, less smart for, for a, a while. For a little bit and, now, and looked like a genius again. Now you're back. Uh but Darius Slayton, sixty plus yards in six straight games. Yeah. Uh it's that's tough for even top echelon receivers to do to to be that consistent. So he's been consistently used in this offense despite at the beginning of the year he wasn't even like he wasn't even on the 53 man roster like he was inactive yep. uh during the first couple of games. Uh but lots of injuries. He has always had a good connection with Daniel Jones. We're seeing that come together again. He will be a free agent after the season. But let's say hypothetically he's still back in New York. Could he be or or anywhere? Could he be a guy that could continue to produce similar to this, these low-end wide receiver two type numbers, but at like wide receiver four prices? Is this somebody that you are looking to acquire or is it just a blip on the radar for a guy that was low draft capital? Yeah, I mean, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. He's my buy low, uh, my sleeper buy low, like three mm-hmm. or four weeks ago. Like yeah. somebody who's really producing here. Um, I really like him for the rest of this year, mm-hmm. for sure. But I... If I'm paying wide receiver four price, I have no problem doing it. I have no problem giving up. Like, definitely, like, definitely you want to buy now, no matter what. So, we're talking this, like, he's definitely worth a third if you can get him for a third. Right. And you hope he goes next year. Am I optimistic he's going to be a low end wide receiver two next year? Absolutely not. Like, no, he, he's I, doing I it. He's doing happen. it right now with, with no one else on the, on the roster. You know, Wandell is going to be coming back. Uh, you would think this is the year that they go out and get like a true number one wide receiver because Wandell's <laughs> not that guy. No one on the team. I mean, they thought Kenny Galladay was going to be, he's clearly not. That backfired. Um, so they're going to get somebody there, I, I believe. So, so he's going to go probably back to his more natural spot. If he stays with New York and he'll be a wide receiver three, which for fantasy purposes puts him right around a wide, wide receiver four uh, for for your lineup. So, I mean, right. if you're paying wide receiver four numbers and you're getting wide receiver two production for the rest of the season and you need him this season, I'm, I'm good with that because next season he reverts back to that wide receiver four and mm-hmm. you don't you didn't take like a huge hit or anything. So, like so that. right now we're seeing I'm seeing a lot of thirds, whether that'd be in 23 or 24. I'm seeing a lot of thirds. There's other like package deals that are more complicated to break down. Sure. Uh, but I, I'm seeing a lot of that. So that's something that you guys would feel comfortable with giving your your third round pick, whether it be this year or next year, to get Darius Slayton on your team for that insurance purpose, but also the potential upside of who what knows, could be next year. Who knows if he goes somewhere, right? Right. Um, potential, potentially, then yeah, I feel I feel okay at a third. You feel know, okay I mean, if third. it's if it's my third that I know I'm going to the playoffs, that kind of, that kind of thing, it's going to be late. I feel fine about that. If it's if it's a earlier one I, I start feeling a little yeah so what, what if it's like 302 you think it'll be 302 would you give would you give 302 for Darius Slayton if you're a contender but you know you could use a little little bit of depth I really if it's 302 I don't feel that like you don't think you would that. what about you Rich if I was a contender and I need a receiver like for sure like if I need a wide receiver three um I don't love it I would definitely do it because I mean, even that three, I'm looking at probably a tight end that I want to draft. I know there's like three or four tight ends in this draft class that are pretty solid, but I mean, again, the sh- the ship takes precedent. You know, mm-hmm. I just said earlier, like these are the kind of guys you want to find. And <coughs> well, the the reason I like I, I don't mind Matt doing this now is just because Darius, like this team's in the playoff hunt, they're going to keep going. 
He's clearly their number one uh, receiver. He's made some really dynamic plays, really uh, downfield, uh, good downfield depth threat. So, um, and he's been solid since week seven. He's been, you know, double digit points except for week twelve, where yeah. he just dipped below so nine, nine points. To me, that's easy worth a three. And you hold on to the future and hope another opportunity like this opens up, right? Like, there's always players, the Zonovan Knights. I mean, Darius Slayton's like our Zonovan Knight, our Dante Foreman, right? Mm-hmm. Like a guy that we know could come in. And produce like he's a very solid player. He's a professional. Receiver. He's just not a super. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a professional receiver. And mm-hmm. it, if given the opportunity like this, we know he will succeed. We saw guys like Tyrell Williams did that. Um, the Brian Hartlines of the world. You know, yep. we can find these guys year in year out mm-hmm. um, that that fall into this kind of this peg of this hole. And for me, I would pay. I don't. Like, I'm with Matt. Like, I don't love. If I had three two, I'd rather just shove that third to twenty four. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll give you my 24th third. I don't, I don't even look at 3-2 then. I'll say 24th third and see, see if it gets it, it and, and gets it done. I think the big thing here is just a third. So if I know I had a someone else's third this year and their team was, yeah, sitting at like 1-2, then I'm just going to offer my 24th third and I even make it a big deal. Because I, I don't think that would be a difference maker for somebody who has Slayton that's not in the playoffs. Because it's not... He's not a benefit He's not a benefit to them whatsoever. 3-2 right. I mean? feels too much like a 2 to me. You know what I mean? Like it feels like a second because because it, it basically is it's a, it's only a couple picks away from being right. the winner's second. It, it yeah, is I funny feel like how two twelve is like a third. So. Exactly, it is funny how that feels that way. It's like oh, it's basically a third. Oh, it's basically a second when they're actually yeah, in the other they're, rounds. They're two, they're like six picks apart. You're yeah. like oh, it's basically a second. It's basically a third. <laughs> It is all about perspective. I, I mean, suppose. dude, it's only 13 picks away from being a first. I mean, it's right. only 13 so people. So close. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, dude, I got Greg Dulcich in the third this year. So it, I did. Yeah, yeah, I got lots of shares this year. Bellinger in the third. Yeah. You know I mean, so like. Dulcich is one I have the most of. It, I'm not saying it's not uh, a valuable pick, but again, it's not about. You can't look at it that way. You can't look at these picks at what they can be. Because if I'm, you know, if we're being honest, the odds of your pick. Outside of the like in the first, you're almost 50 50, right? Mm-hmm. Like to be like a true, really a good legitimate player. asset, yeah. Um, at what like 25% in the second round, yeah. And then even outside of that, like being a, like a true asset, like you probably have another 25% chance of being like rosterable, and then 25% chance of just being a flame out possible. Sure. Then you said the second round, 25% chance, third round, 5% chance, so like. Yeah. There is a chance and there's players there, but you can't look at these picks of like what they can be. What can be is you have a chance to win a title this year. Mm-hmm. That's what you can control. <laughs> and that's all you can control. You don't know what this pick's going to be, the player you want. It's the two in the bush, one in the hand type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, pervert. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I mean, the picks the picks are the two in the bush. The, the one in the hand is the the solid player that you know you're going to get the stuff out of. And, right. that's, and that's the easiest way to kind of... Is this the 70s? Yes. Hide <laughs> stuff in the bush? <laughs> Leave it to you. Talk some pervert stuff. Oh, Jesus, Louise. Gosh, wrap this up. But yeah, I mean, you, you have to like attack. Like you have to go, just sh- go get it right. Like go all in. Like dive right into that bush. Drive right in there. Pot the hairs. Um, I mean, people say on, on Twitter all the time, like Rich, you trade all your draft capital. I'm like, yeah, I want proven assets. Like my teams are contenders. Like I'm not worried. Win. I'm not worried about a third round pick. I'm not worried about two ten. Mm-hmm. I don't care about 210. I know what we did, uh, and I know we did the fantasy football. We were at the fantasy football ex- expo. Um, our, our, our buddy um, who's on the panel, he, he, he had a breakdown of it, of like what the picks were, were worth. Um, 
And like how how much of a long shot a second round rookie pick had to like had a chance to help you win a championship and be on your like starting roster for a championship. Like he had the stats for it. Um and it was like super low. It was like five percent. Like crazy we say twenty five percent, but he's talking about like a good asset. It's like so low. He's like and a third round pick's even lower. He's like and people hurt hold on to these picks like they're they're gold because Everybody wants the unknown of what can be. When in reality, you're just getting depth guys. Like we have these 30 man rosters, 25 man rosters. Mm-hmm. And these are guys who are just clogging up the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Guys you can't cut, guys you don't necessarily start. If you do start them, you're most likely not winning, right? Or you're certainly not a contender. So yeah. like the hold on to these picks and use the word second. And unless it's really like a top three, top four second, like mm-hmm. the value is just not there. The hard part is for every you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Terry McLaurin. There's plenty of of just guys that you don't even know. You can't remember exists. their names. Doriel Green Beckham. Uh, I don't want to say. Uh, uh, Keyshawn, uh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Vaughn. Vaughn. Yep. Um, Zach Moss. You know, yes. I'm trying to go through these. Like, they're high guys that people like traded up for yeah. future first to get. Like Zach Moss, Keyshawn Vaughn. Good draft capital. Doriel Green Beckham. So, like mm-hmm. they are out there. The the um the John Rosses right Jaylen, they slip a little Jaylen bit Jalen Rager Jalen Rager was the first yeah that's even the first but Oof. it's littered with them it's that littered hurt, that hurt me and you just focus on the Justin Jeffersons and we say on the show all the time you have to you have you have to remember there's only twelve wide receiver ones in the world and most of those are already boot you know they're already like uh, earmarked for Locked in Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase yeah. Stephon Diggs right like. Devontae Adams. Cooper Cups. Cooper Cup. He got hurt. But say he didn't get hurt yet. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. So we just named six, right? That's half of them. Half of them. Without even really trying. Without even even thinking about it. You know what I mean? So it's like. Cooper Cup's top eight still, by the way. Is he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being hurt. He's yep. so good. So you have to remember, like, those guys are there. So, like, odds of your rookie coming in and being that guy are almost 0%. And you you let them take time to develop. And. Again, if you're a contender, that's time down the road. That's why I have no problem trading my late first whatsoever. And yes, mm-hmm. do I miss out on Justin Jefferson? Possibly. Possibly. But I'm not I'm that's a one in a million shot as it is. The only yeah, the only way you get that is getting up pretty high. I mean, Justin Jefferson typically in, in leagues that I was drafting in went <laughs> very went very high. <laughs> the only person I know that said Justin Jefferson should be ranked higher than Jamar Chase in his rookie draft. Matt O'Hara. I don't think Matt said that. No, because Jamar Chase. They were different classes. And, and him weren't. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. Yep. It was Jerry Judy. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I have higher <laughs> than Judy, I think. And I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought that was wild, too. Who's the wild one now? This guy over here. This guy over here. Wild, wild uh, speaking of these wide receivers, why don't we uh, why don't we rank these youngish uh, wide receivers that are on the cusp of wide receiver one, wide receiver two range? Mm. And this is kind of thinking forward not necessarily for this year because chances are you're not acquiring any of these guys at this point, wherever right. they're at, they're, they're staying put for the season. Uh, every once in a while you can make one of these big deals right before the deadline. But for the most part, they're staying put because they're valuable on contending teams or in rebuild teams. Cause they're young enough where they still hold value even on those teams. So these guys aren't moving, but maybe in the off season, once you're dealing draft capital and things like that, how would you rank these five receivers? Five receivers are, Amon Ross St. Brown, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins, and Terry McLaurin. How would you rank these five guys? 
This was a very difficult list, and I don't appreciate it, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time as I was like doing it. I was like, how would I write? I changed because I looked at this at two different points of the day, and I changed it. I was like, Did you really? Really? <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm having a real hard time with number one. Okay. Um, I think in my heart of hearts, I want it to be Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. Me too. Um, so he's going to be my top rated guy. <coughs> and from a physical standpoint and all that, it's T Higgins is number two for me. Okay. After that, it gets murky, but I think I'm going to have to go Amon Ross St. Brown for three. Okay. And then it's Godwin and McLaurin for me. Okay. I like that order. Um, when you're talking about the players themselves, on a points per game basis, you know the the, the top two guys are going to be uh, Amandra St. Brown and T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Um, Amandra St. Brown currently wide receiver eleven on the year, averaging sixteen point nine points per game uh, in his ten games. T. Higgins is averaging sixteen point four points per game in 10 games. He's wide receiver 12. So you're talking about two wide receiver ones. I think I'm on Ross St. Brown's higher after this past weekend. Was it? I think he's, he's wide receiver six uh, on ours. Okay. And you know, obviously both benefiting from other guys, not being there like Jamar chase, not being there has benefited T Higgins. Absolutely. Yep. I'm on Ross St. Brown, you know, having nobody else there essentially, and then trading away TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, we saw what he did last year when he was putting that opportunity. He dominated, was like wide receiver oh, two yeah. overall. He's doing the same thing again mm-hmm. now. I like Michael Pittman too because he has the clearest path to be the number one guy on his team, and he's just awaiting that better quarterback, which just seems like with their crazy owner that they're going to find a guy at some point. Because oh, um, I have a lot of Michael Pittman chairs you know, that me, would really like that. I mean, Jimmy too. Garoppolo, either to New York or Indy, would not shock me. For next year, so Michael Pittman, does that make you excited? For, I don't say, isn't that kind of what Matt it's Ryan kind of like another is? parallel move? Like, uh. yeah, I mean, I guess here's here's why I'm excited about for Pittman wise. He has he's just a number one guy there, right? Like he's the targets. Par- yeah. I think Paris Campbell's a free agent after this year. If I if I'm uh, it's got to be getting close I for him. So. Yeah, so, I think that's so. Right. Like he's clearly the number one guy there now. Could that change in a draft and whatnot? Of course, sure. it could. Well, they got Pierce, who's also. Shown enough. Round, he looks pretty. He looks really good. Mm-hmm. But still, Michael Pittman's a guy. He doesn't have to deal with Jamar Chase, right? Correct. Um, I'm already saying Brown's got Jameson Williams coming in. We have no idea how this going to work out. He's got a really good talented pass catcher running back in mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift. And who knows what they do in the offseason as well. So those guys, I, I'd give the edge to Pittman there. Um, I think I'll go the same order as Matt as well. I don't think there's any, honestly, I don't think there's any wrong answer either. I don't think like somebody's like, nobody can be listening to this podcast going, Oh, you guys are idiots. You got to take T Higgins one. I'm on sun God to, you mean like any way you order this? Like I wouldn't say, Oh, that's, that's off. I think the only thing that would get me off is like putting Terry McLaurin number one. Yeah. Right. And, and it's understandable. It's, you know, obviously with him, it's, there's other fish there to feed. You know what I mean? So he's not the quarterback situation and the quarterback situation is rough. He's doing better with the quarterback situation. I mean, he, he he saw, um, he caught eight passes for 102 yards this time. No, he saw 12 targets, which is nice, but yeah, Jahan's, uh, had a nice touchdown as well. He had a sweet spin move to get the end. That was a nasty spin. Dotson's he's, he's, uh, 
he's getting healthy, I think, again. Yeah. And you could tell that and his playmaking abilities. He, he had four up. touchdowns in his first three games yep. or something like that, or first four games, something like that. And then, you know, he missed some time. They slowly eased him back in, and then he got, you know, had another big game now that he's finally fully healthy. So right. I like his future. Um, as far as this order, I had it almost exactly the same as you guys, actually, which is surprising that we ended up being that close. The first three guys for me were T. Higgins, then Michael Pittman Jr., and then Amon Ross St. Brown. And that's what I went back and forth with. Did life. you? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but they're literally in my wide receiver rankings, 9, 10, and 11. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, so they're all right there at that end of the wide receiver one list. They all have youth on their side. Chris Godwin's the oldest one of the group, so that did bump him down a little bit. And we just don't know about, you know, Tom we Brady. assume Tom Brady's going to retire, but... I mean, I guess we can't ever say for sure on that one. Right. Uh, he's got no family to go back to. It's true. Um, <laughs> he might play so, till he's broken. <laughs> but I really wanted to put McLaurin ahead of him, but I still end up having Godwin slightly ahead of him. And it's no knock on McLaurin's talent because I think he's every bit as talented as sure. all those other receivers. Maybe even a couple of them even more so. Situations. But it, it's 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 been the situation for him that's always been the bugaboo. And 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 Terry's just one of those guys. We've said it forever about him. Is he's just a clear like. This is not a diss again because there's only twelve of the wide receiver ones. He's a wide receiver too. Yeah, yes, like a very good one, a very good one. Yeah, yep. I mean he's wide receiver sixteen right now, which puts him in the top third of wide receiver twos, which potentially be higher throughout the yep. years. But that's what he is. Like he's a high end wide receiver too, which is a championship caliber player. So and he's it's got good to have plenty of talent. <laughs> and if the situation turns, you know, any given year he can get into wide receiver one numbers very mm-hmm. easily. But right now he's just a solid wide receiver too. Yeah, say say. Say the uh, commanders draft Anthony Richardson out of Florida and he turns in the next Josh Allen. Yeah. Then all of a sudden Dotson, Dotson and McLaurin are in a really good spot, awesome right? Spot. Like yep. things could change immediately when you get a really franchise quarterback, but we all know that's hard to do as well. So with uh, outside of expecting a miracle, you're going to guys who has the clearest path to score consistently and be the high end guy. T Higgins. Michael Pittman, some of these bigger guys, and even on points per game basis. I mean, Terry's averaging 12.6. He's two points lower than Pittman and Godwin. He's four points lower than Higgins and Amara St. Brown. But again, there's no wrong answers here. You're talking about low-end wide receiver ones to high-end wide receiver twos. So you're talking Mm -hmm. about literally on a point one to two points per game difference on these guys. But when you're in a startup, you got to rank somebody like you hit, you go and pick right. one of these guys. Like yep. you mentioned before in your rankings, odds of these players all going pretty consecutively in a row are pretty high. Yeah, absolutely. I could see them all going within two rounds of each other. Yes, and God, absolutely. and God, and honestly, Godwin's probably the one slept on the most, you know, outside of age. He's been, you know, he started the season off hurt, came in mm-hmm. real slow. He's only played nine games, averaging 14.6, but he's a dynamic player as well. Michael Evans getting a little bit better out there. Yes, we don't know the quarterback situation long term, but if Brady comes back there again next year, He's still in a really good spot. I know I know she's probably listening, but I, I made a deal with Alexa uh, starting right before the season started. She loves DJ Moore. I had DJ Moore on my team, and she offered me Chris Godwin and a 25 first Ooh. for DJ Moore. Feeling pretty good about making that deal now. That 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 would feel good to me. You know how I feel about DJ Moore. <laughs> I do know how. You, that, it was tough for me at the time, too, because they had just announced Baker, and I was like, oh, man, he is getting Baker. You know, but the 25 first won me. It did. They could do better than bigger. Okay. We'll find out how that works out. All right. One last one. Let's save it. Let's save it for the nerd show. Yeah, let's do that. We'll, we'll move right. it on. Don't forget we have that sweet. I've meant to I've, I meant to mention it. 
in the beginning of the show. We have that sweet 25% off. Oh, yeah. Going for the whole month of December. Holiday 25. Holiday. 25% off all our tools, all our uh, everything mm-hmm. to join the Nerd Herd, mm-hmm. the film mm-hmm. room, the Nerd Score, the Dynasty GM, like I, all the tools we you have. you see I just put out my uh, my first Nerd Score? Yeah, John Robertson, highest rated player ever uh, rated. There's still you. plenty of time for that number to come down. It could it could easily come down, but when uh, <laughs> he was tuned. he was like five points higher than any other running back I've ever graded. <laughs> it was uh, it was very impressive. The hardest part was there's just like no area where I could like tank his score. You carried a one to somewhere, didn't you? I did. I, did. <laughs> was, I was like huh? I was like trying to tank a score somewhere, and I like to lower it, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna give him like a four. Oh, I can't wait to could, dive in. On couldn't do it. Do it. I, I just I just only watched him casually, like on like for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I come away so massively impressed. Like everything he does, he does so well. Yeah, he's so good at almost like he hurts himself. I'll explain what that means later. There it is. But a little, little tease. He's so good, he almost hurts himself at okay. times. So check it out. Holiday twenty five. You get Garrett's nerd score, and of course, the film room to watch all those players like B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, uh, Jackson Smith, and Jigba didn't play this year really. So what he's do we have in the film room? We have twenty twenty one tape. Yes. Of Jackson Smith and Jigba, where he had almost 2,000 receiving yards. So you could watch him in his prime there and see what he could do well. So check us out. That's it. And then, of course, if you can, I've asked in a while, you can leave us a rating review on iTunes as the season goes along and people are going to be looking for off-season help in Dynasty as we dive into our rookies uh, coverage. Your rating review actually does go a very long way. Um, so we appreciate that as well. Hope everybody wins this week. Hope everybody finds themselves in mm-hmm. the playoffs. But remember, this is Dynasty Fantasy Football. There is no off-season. So just because your season's be out to come to an end from a point aspect... The real work is just about to begin. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be here with you every mm-hmm. step of the way. Because honestly, the in-season's uh, a fun time to talk fantasy and make some good trades. We strive in the off-season to make sure when next August, September hits, you're in position to be playing next week. That's right. That is right. Adios.